0: Sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
1: Hi, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Uh, Trent Condon and myself with you, talking local sports each and every Monday through Friday on your radio or on your listening device from noon until 2. Busy show today. It's football season after all. Lots to get to. A lot of Cy Hawk conversation coming up. We'll do college football on a national basis. Bill Bender, Sporting News, going to be here in about oh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, Scott Dockerman is on the program today. It's Thursday. That means Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. will take a look. At the Huskers and the Big Ten West, as the Huskers uh, hit the road this week, uh, off they go to the Pac 12 to take on Oregon as about a two touchdown underdog in that football game. And then Nick Athan will be here. Uh, Nick covers the Chiefs and has for decades, quite frankly. He'll be here. Uh, to preview Kansas City and New England, it is the lid lifter in the NFL season, 2017-18. into 18. NFL football on your radio here tonight on the Big Talker 1700. Kansas City Chiefs home and away all season long with Mitch Holtis and company. Trent, opening night of the NFL. Great time of the year. I'm not sure which month is your favorite month on the sports calendar. Mine is still October by an inch. Mm-hmm. But September would probably be second for me. I know there's there's a lot of March love out there, and understandably so. I get it. Uh, But just football back, college football, NFL football. It just for me uh, takes it to a whole new level. Probably be January for me. January, January. Where'd that come from? Conference basketball.
2: Yes, you're getting into that. NFL playoffs. Yep. National championship in football games. Okay, so I'd probably have to go with that because college basketball is my favorite sport. Okay, so you gotta have and that's you why love I, the conference playing. I can't so. have September October because of that.
1: Right. So that's how. I right.
2: November basketball, it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine.
1: Yeah, I could dig in. All right, but uh, yeah,
2: I'd say January. Just kind of off the top of my head. Yeah, I've I've heard you say before October. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's it's tough
1: to beat. No, it's the it's Major League Baseball playoffs, the World Series. Of course, the, my one true love team wise. And sport-wise. No, nah, I shouldn't say sport-wise because I love football and baseball um, and college basketball. <laughs> but I'm an NHL guy, right? Yes, I mean, that's yeah. my that's my blood. That's that's That runs through me. And, uh, and in every Canadian, uh, if, if there happens to be one in the listening audience. Well, Cyhawk uh, Week is continuing on. You know, I was thinking driving in today. You know, tip of the cap to RVTV, right? Mm-hmm. Tip of the cap to Murphy and Company at WHO. Um And if you're a channel, you hate this week for that reason, (laughs) right? right? right. I mean, RVTV getting the spotlight and all the – and they deserve it. I mean, good for them for doing what they do and have done it for a long time, taking it on the road in all these little towns and and bringing the spirit of the state's biggest game of the year and bringing it to, to Main Street, quite frankly. You know, we have Scott Dockerman
2: coming on today, and he had an article talking about this rivalry. And it's more important here than it is in eastern Iowa. And I saw plenty of Cyclone fans Mm -hmm. going after Doc about that. Oh, sure. I've lived in eastern Iowa. Mm -hmm. I know what it is. I lived in north Iowa, Ames actually closer in Iowa City, but it was a Hawkeye town. Now, Iowa State, the rivalry really wasn't a rivalry, and this was growing up in the 80s and into the 90s, was a part of that. But it is huge here. But for people that haven't been outside of central Iowa, I don't think they understand. It doesn't
1: resonate. Is that right? It doesn't.
2: It's That's interesting. Not at all. I, I was at school at Iowa during my first, in fact, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Hayden's last game against Iowa State, 27 9, Iowa State mm-hmm. comes in and throttles him. And so I was there well, when he was. well. Carney sweating through his khakis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that game was never looked at. Now, this is, I lived in Eastern Iowa through late 90s into the mid 2000s. It was never looked at. Even as Iowa State was incredibly successful and ran off five straight. Mm-hmm it still didn't have that kind of buzz. It like to beat these guys. I'm sick of losing to them.
1: I wonder why that is. Because because there was such a, a one sided rivalry maybe when some of the uh, some of the listeners were or for some of the people that were watching the game in their formative years, it was such a, a one sided game in favor of Iowa. I mean, why doesn't it resonate over there? Because there are a Wisconsin or a Minnesota or an Illinois, certainly mm-hmm. in basketball, I'm not sure in football. Um I guess that would probably cuz Iowa State really they don't have a rival in football. They have no, Iowa. They have, have Iowa. Right. Nebraska's gone. Mm-hmm. They're in the Big 10. Um then certainly Kansas fills that uh, fills that spot in basketball season. Um they'd love it to be Kansas State. It's got to find a way to beat them. Yeah, no, it's that Stop just losing not. close games to them. And, and Kansas State's already taken, I would think. I mean, Kansas would take Kansas sure. State. And that's kind of how I look at it. You you know, you, you can't be you can't have two, um, but Iowa has five. Yeah, I mean, but but do they have one? No, right? They do not. I don't think they do either.
2: They and that's that's the difference. They don't have one. Right. It depends on where you grow up. For me, I have family that went to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of family that lived in Minneapolis for years. It was the Gophers. Mm-hmm. That was the big one for me. A lot you of people to to say Dubuque.
1: Wisconsin. You go to
2: Dubuque. Right. Everybody would right. say Wisconsin that lives there. Quad Cities. It's Illinois. Mm-hmm. If you go over to Council Bluffs or Sioux City, it's Nebraska. Yep. Here it's Iowa state and that's not to put down Iowa state So many people take that as a negative no 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 but no, it's no. where you live right. that's what the rivalry is and right. here
1: it is Iowa state well here here's what I'll say Trent cuz obviously I didn't grow up here and and um i we we started in 1996 it became a rivalry in 1998 it's been great since then um it, it it's just it's just i don't know what it is it, it it's probably where you grew up. Okay, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that. But in the city in central Iowa, when we started, it seemed like, and maybe this isn't true, maybe Cyclone fans were just, I don't want to say quieter. Maybe they were just more reserved. Um, I don't know. But there seemed to be a bigger disparity. It was, at least we thought, some Sixty-five, thirty-five, Iowa in Central Iowa, maybe approaching seventy, thirty. Okay. Who played such a significant role? So I'm told. Growing oh, yeah. up, I mean, Iowa State really didn't have that, right. uh, didn't have that outlet. That's one of the things that you know. As I look back on my career. Um, Making it possible at KXNO to put Iowa State programming on. I mean, I was the one that went to bat for that yeah. because I thought that it was a it was an, um, a huge discrepancy as far as Iowa versus Iowa State, and Iowa State's getting no pub and no love and no place for Iowa State fans to come together on the radio and to and, and to talk and to listen. But but now from from sixty five thirty five to where we are today. Trent, it's way closer. And I don't argue with anybody on this one. I really will. It's it's almost to the point where it's fifty fifty, I think, in central Iowa. I really and I don't have a dog in the fight. Yes. I'm not a hawk, I'm not a clone. I think that you know, there's there's very few of us, right, that, that really don't care who wins the game Saturday, that, that don't uh, that don't have a hawk bias or a clone bias. I think it's as close to fifty fifty in central Iowa. It's, it's certainly way closer than when we started. Way I, closer.
2: If I had to argue a side, I'd say Iowa State has, has a bigger presence here in Central Iowa. It just the ten years that I've lived here mm-hmm. now, I mean, I've continued to see more and more and more. It continues to you build. You know, who deserves
1: credit for that. Who's that? And I'm not a fan. Jamie Pollard. Jamie Pollard. Yeah, he does. He 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 made it. He made it seem to Iowa State fans. You know, it's okay. It's okay to wear your colors mm-hmm. and it's okay to put billboards up and it's okay to punch back you know when you know, the, I don't like the whole big brother little brother thing, sure. but it, it's it's never going away it's okay to be a cyclone and it's okay to tell everybody that you are mm-hmm. and and he's done that, and he's done a really good job of doing that, of bringing that fan base together, and you know, making that, uh, making them realize that you know we're cyclones, and d- 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 why hold back, right? So, um, it's 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 great. It's it's a it's a fun fun week, but you know where I started. With uh, with RVTV, just going around the state, and whether the games in Kinnick, are you know the, the the show is on that part of the state more so on the road, but it's it's phenomenal. Good for them for doing it, mm-hmm. uh, and it is really cool to see Iowans wear the black and gold, wear the cardinal and gold, and come out on Main Street in, in the small towns that they live, and uh, at least for one night, um, you know, come together and and, and share in the joy. Of what is Iowa Iowa State Week? It, it is a great week. It's it, great. It, it, it's. Those are the
2: kind of things, you know, those guys are the competition down the dial, but i love to go on that thing. i love to hang out with them. probably wouldn't be do it for a whole week, but right. it just looks like it's so much fun And being in those communities. I'm a small-town guy, mm-hmm. and I, if I could ever talk my wife into it, I would love to move to a smaller community around here to Central Iowa. I know that's not happening, but right, right. that's what I would love to do because I'm a small-town guy. And when I see them at all these different locations and you see them in the city square and everybody there and the Hawkeye fans and the Cyclone fans. All and the wearing back and their work, colors. It, it is so cool. Sure. It is such a great concept. And it really, to me, epitomizes Iowa. Yeah, yep. We're here in the big city. We're in right. Des Moines. But to me, that the grassroots of those small towns is what makes Iowa kind of what it is, at least in my mind. Yeah, and uh, and on Sunday
1: morning, you know, when the game is over and done with and you've let it roll around in your mind for a little while and digested and you read the paper or online or whatever it is, I think the thing that I like about, for the most part, there's uh, there's lunatics uh, fringe on on both sides, we all go back to being from Iowa, Mm -hmm. right? And the rivalry kind of sits on the back burner for another 51 weeks. Sure, the basketball game is played in December. And sure, you're going to root for your school, but it's nowhere close. No. It's it's nowhere close. It's completely different. It's totally 100%. It's King football after all, right? And it's the start of a new college athletic season. Everybody's back in school, and football turns to basketball, uh, and and the way we go. I'm surprised on one hand. that I'm seeing, it's Thursday, so we're starting to see people go on record, uh, online, in print, or wherever. I, I'm surprised, and and maybe I maybe I'm missing something here uh, regarding this game. But the consensus so far is Iowa's going to win the football game. What am I missing? I mean, look, at, I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking Iowa's front seven. They're great. They're legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. are secondary. Look, the two corners are in the NFL this year. One's in one's in uh, Los Angeles, tough to say. One's a Charger, one's a Bill. Their best safety is out for the year in Snyder. Um, and Ragama's a nice player, and Jackson's a nice player, but they're not as good as Mabin and they're not as good as Desmond King, not by a long shot, I don't think. And there's these these beasts that they're going to line up uh, and and, uh, and and run down the field and look for Jacob Park to get him the football. I think it's a huge. I think it's a huge, huge edge for Iowa State.
2: Well, if I take that perspective of the Iowa side and building a case why was going to win this game, I'd start. Do you believe that the Iowa State front four is raring to go against this offensive line with James no. Daniels back? No. So but, that's pretty. And, stuck, and right? I love
1: James Daniels, but you know what? I didn't see Keegan Render hurting this football team last week.
2: Well, maybe Larry Jackson was hurting them. Okay. And, and then you can you have the flexibility Boone Myers if he's able mm-hmm. to play left tackle. You know that's where you would start though. Is Iowa State that front four and front seven? Are they ready to compete with a team like that?
1: They're going to try and move the football and keep Iowa State's offense off yep. the field. I hundred percent
2: get that. And pressure, you know, you and I wasn't able to get a lot of pressure on Park. He had a clean pocket for pretty much the whole game. Mm-hmm. They did a good job against the run, mm-hmm. but when it was time to pass, and he what dropped back thirty-four times, that mm-hmm. was a pretty clean pocket throughout. And not, I was
1: going to disrupt him more than you. I and agree, I. but that this, and I agree with that, but I don't think Iowa State's. I think Iowa State's line this year is far different than the one that showed up at Kinnick oh, Stadium last year. there's no
2: doubt. There's no doubt. And and what Manning turned that line into last year by the middle of the year, mm-hmm. it's one of the best coaching jobs I've seen around, no, no question. around Iowa State in a long time. Mm-hmm. He had three guys out there that were fifth-year seniors that never really played before. Yep. And he turned them into at least an adequate offensive line. Mm-hmm. That, to me, Tom Manning is getting the benefit of the doubt I agree. going forward with his offensive yep. line. Because you do that with that group, and now he's got pieces. He's got some young guys that got mm-hmm. experience last year. Good Jones and Meeker. Of course, Campos back. They got pieces out there. The Kaniffle kid, he could have gone to Virginia Tech. Yeah. He decided he's going to stay close to home and play at Iowa State. So there there are plenty of options out there where the pieces that you put together are better than what he had last year. Maybe that's not his experience, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think banning in that offensive line certainly better than what
1: they were week two last season. Yeah, no, there's no there's no question but in my mind that you, that's the case.
2: I can understand building a case for we both picked Iowa State before the mm-hmm. season began. I'm not going to move off that tomorrow. Nor am I. But I understand it. I understand the perspective. You can build a compelling argument, I think, for Iowa pretty easily. I'm just not willing to do it.
1: Yeah, look, Wadley's going to get his yards. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think Butler's going to be better this week than he was last week. Mm-hmm. He is. He just is. David Montgomery's better than any running back Wyoming brought with him last week. That's by right. a long shot. Yes. By, yeah. by a mile. Um, th- this kid's legit, mm-hmm. and I was going to see a bunch of legit running backs because the Big Ten's loaded with them. And you take a look up and down that Iowa schedule; they're going to face one most weeks. I mean, and they're going to face one Saturday too mm-hmm. in Montgomery because he's good. He's really good. And that though the those receivers for Iowa, uh, for Iowa State. They're not going to face any receivers this good. I don't no, think in their, no. it, it, the rest of their season. So the secondary is going to be tested for Iowa. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Iowa State's def- front seven going to get face a severe test in this football game. I'm not. Look, I liked Spears. Mm-hmm. I thought really Harvey was good. I, I, if I had to, you know, put stars beside the line, Joel Lanning was the third best linebacker on the field for Iowa State mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday night. In my opinion. And the defensive line is okay, but Iowa's offensive line is. I mean, it won an award last year, and yeah. they're all back for crying out loud. So it's it's going to be a fun game. But I'm still picking Iowa State to win this football game. I really am. I can't see myself moving off it either. No. Uh,
2: and for me, it comes down to Nate, Nate Stanley's Sanders. first start on the road. That's that's the difference maker for me. Mm-hmm. I can't see Iowa scoring enough to win this football game. That's what I keep coming back to. Yep. Where I just I think it's going to be an issue for him in this environment with what we've heard about him as a kid. Uh, maybe it'll be waters off a duck's back and he makes a mistake and he'll bounce back, right back. It's different doing that on the road than it is at home. And that that would be the concern for me trying to pick Iowa. I just can't pick Stanley in this spot.
1: Do you if it if it is a, if it does come down to a field goal, do you give either kicker an edge in this game? I don't. I haven't yeah. seen enough of Owens. If you go back to last year is his, his Pac twelve tape. Wasn't uh, good. It wasn't good. No, no it wasn't good. And it was hard to tell this past week watching Cyclone TV, but it looked as though every one of his extra points, he doesn't get a lot of height on these yeah. kicks. That's how it looked to me watching the game. I could have been, I could be dead wrong and might have been seeing things. Um, I, I don't know if there is an edge in, in the kicking game. I, I really and truly don't. Um, Ferentz is 9-9 nine and nine in this football game. Um, I, I'm glad that he came out and said what he said in his press conference this week. It was a slight... Um, that you know somebody asked him if he t- do you take this game seriously enough? Yeah. That's embarrassing to ask that question. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. He wants to win every game, especially he wants to win the in-state game. You would think, but um, and and I do think that way. Can't wait. Can't wait. Glad it's the early game in the morning. We'll take a break. We'll talk uh, college football on it from a national perspective coming up next. Bill Bender, the Sporting News. Uh, it's such a great slate of games this week. It really and truly is. You can't find a time slot. Well, there's only one that matters at 11 o'clock, but from 2.30 on, 6 o'clock, even 3 o'clock in the afternoon, all the way through, it's, it's just phenomenal. There's too many of them. We'll take a time out. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700
3: KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700
0: KBGG. Come celebrate tiny at this giant festival, September 22nd through the 24th. It's Tiny Fest Midwest at the Colfax Fairgrounds. Check out the big variety of small homes and discover the joys of simple living. Live music, beer, and lots of fun. Tickets available online at tinyfestmidwest.com. I make my Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. You can see all 55 on texassuperfood.com.
4: All of the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, I lost 60 pounds. I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on
0: Superfood, I haven't been sick. I'm Dennis Black. Join us on TexasSuperfood.com.
4: TexasSuperfood.com.
5: Or call 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS. 877-55-TEXAS. Texas. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit.
2: 1358 for New
3: Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, where we can be reached at 515 338 Three one one five seven seven. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon.
6: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. <laughs>
3: Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron, the biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door and $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grill Master will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince Tribute fan. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Taverns, Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown 3rd Street, Des Moines.
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself here uh, with you until 2 o'clock, talking, talking local sports Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Let's get to some uh, college football from a national perspective. We'll get Bill Bender to chime in on CyHawk Week as well. But uh, week one is in the books, Bill Bender. Week two, there's just so many good games uh, that uh, will unfold on Saturday. Almost too many of them. Bill, Bill, Trenton, Ken, thank Thanks for coming on. Uh, how are you, Bill Bender?
4: Well, Trent scoffed at me a little bit when I came on. I said it's getting a little chilly here in Ohio. I guess you Iowa boys are a little bit tougher than I am. <laughs>
1: you do sound you're a little stuffed up. You do have a sound like you did catch a cold. Uh, well, hopefully that won't prevent you from either a, getting to a game. Um, I'm guessing you might be, have Oklahoma-Ohio State on the docket this weekend. Am I right?
4: Yeah, I am. And, and like you said, the, the primetime slot this weekend is phenomenal i wish they would have spaced them out a little better me because, too you know you got what your head's going to be on a swivel watching georgia notre dame usc stanford auburn clemson and mm-hmm. ohio state oklahoma that's four ranked teams playing each other in one time slot so but but i do think it starts with ohio state oklahoma yep. two really good quarterbacks um top five matchup and and you last year, if you look back at it, that game really did decide a playoff spot.
1: No doubt about it, uh, Bill Bender. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, when you look at this game on the surface and you see, we go back to last week and see what Dobbins did at the expense of Weber, who, you hate to say he was Wally Pipped. I don't think he is, but you, you get my point. And then you see how Indiana was able to do some damage against the Buckeye secondary through the, year, uh, through the air. And oh, by the way, here comes Oklahoma uh, and they're going to throw the football. So many juicy matchups inside this football game i i can't wait for this one bill
4: absolutely i think the initial instinct is just to pick the buckeyes and run with it but after watching oklahoma's pass offense the ball didn't touch the turf i think baker mayfield's going to be motivated obviously and and they're going to come in i just have the way i'm kind of seeing this happen is i think oklahoma's going to give them a really good shot but in the end it's just hard to pick against the buckeyes that defensive line you mentioned dobbins um you know, Dobbins and Weber, however they uh, distribute those carries, kind of means to relevant. I think they'll be productive. And that's going to be a thriller right to the end.
2: Bill, as you uh, go through and you look at this matchup and what we saw a year ago, do we read anything into last year, or is it just that? It's last year, let's leave it aside, and these are two completely different teams. Or does the way that Ohio State, coming into that game, not many people thought they would be able to do what they did Does that linger a little bit, at least at the beginning of this football game?
1: Well,
4: I I think it's the momentum game. And, you know, going back and watching last year's game, Ohio State got the momentum on a fourth down and two where Curtis Samuel scored. They got even more when they got the pick six and and just snowballed from there. So, I mean, that wasn't a total surprise. And remember, that game had a big delay with the weather. I don't think we're going to have that this week in Ohio. Um, But I just think catching the momentum is going to be so critical because that's a game that feels like both teams, are fully capable of scoring 30 or 40 points. And if Oklahoma can turn it into one of those big 12 shootouts, it'll be interesting. So um, that's what I'm looking for there. And and I think the matchup within it, as Ken said, is the Ohio State defensive line versus the Oklahoma offensive line. And that's been brought to light. I mean, can Oklahoma – kind of control that Ohio State defensive line, which stood out to me most in the win against Indiana.
1: Mm. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News, sportingnews.com. Uh, you can read all Bill's stuff. We appreciate him talking college football with us every week throughout the season. Bill, go back to last week. What game or what school did you, as, as you're watching the games unfold, made you think, you know what, maybe I missed on this team. Maybe they're a little better, or maybe they're not quite as good as I thought. And it's an overreaction for Week 1. I get it. We all do it. Uh, but was there one school in particular that after Week 1, either a positive or a negative, that made you think, you know what, I might have uh, missed on this one?
4: I'm not off the ledge up on USC yet, but that was definitely concerning mm-hmm. that they didn't play as well as they did against Western Michigan. But all that goes away if they beat Stanford this week. So... And, by the way, Stanford's beat them in the last three meetings by an average of 15 points. So that's a big game for the Trojans. Um, I thought Notre Dame, not necessarily just about beating Temple, but the way they beat them. They, I mean, they ran all over them over 400 yards. Defense looked better, and they're heading into this very big statement game. It's weird. I, I just set our picks in yesterday, and I told our editor, I said, I didn't think long about this one. I'm taking the Irish to beat Georgia, and I really think mm-hmm. they're going to do that.
2: Interesting. Well, uh, the hot seat always seems to uh, heat up after week one for somebody. Kevin Sumlin, after what happened Sunday night to his Texas Ouch. A&M squad, is at the forefront of that one. Short of uh, a miracle run, here is Kevin Sumlin already week week one in dead man walking.
4: Could be, but I I don't think you can fire him immediately because you're basically sending a message your players that the season's over you know what i mean that they don't even worry about the sec we're gonna we're gonna look for a new coach and if you're gonna look for a new coach that's fine you can start doing that now but i think you got to give someone a chance that obviously was a meltdown in the highest order against ucla it really shouldn't have happened but uh you know i I think letting him go here letting the, the regent's letter was kind of funny i'll admit that but also out of place probably shouldn't have happened
1: uh, Bill, how important is this week for the Big Twelve? It, it never seems to get. Uh, I mean, when we, we talk about playoffs, it's, it's it's really easy at the beginning of the season to just kind of look past the Big Twelve when you when you, you you look at the other conferences and figure, well, the 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 champion of this conference is getting in, and Alabama's getting in, and blah blah blah. blah. But TCU, Arkansas, Iowa State. Iowa to an extent, although neither one of those teams play off-bound. Uh, and then, of course, Oklahoma, Ohio State, as we talked about. But perception-wise in the Big 12, how important is Saturday to that conference? Well, let's just do it this way.
4: Um, four ranked Big 10 teams, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. Four ranked Big 12 teams, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas Kansas State, and TCU. Now, which four teams are taken seriously as playoff Mm, contenders? The first one is Big Ten teams, And uh, I think that's why this is important is our big boy can go in and beat your big boy in their house, and and it would be huge perception-wise for the Big 12 because you're right. I think on on a national scale, I mean, Oklahoma you take seriously. And Oklahoma State, I I like their offense enough that I I think I'm taking them seriously too. But in the Big Ten, it's almost – It's understood that Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin are playoff contenders.
2: Take that a step further. If Oklahoma loses this game, does it have to be an undefeated Oklahoma State, the last real shot of a college football playoff team from the Big 12?
4: Best shot, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot that could happen. I think one development that really impacted the playoff race was the fact that Florida State lost DeAndre Francois. I'm not even talking about losing to Alabama because Mm -hmm. I thought they played – within I play, I thought they played reasonably well in, in that game that it wouldn't have hurt them but losing the quarterback the ACC could cannibalize itself mm-hmm. and the Big 12 could be in business that way so but they won't be given the benefit of the doubt if Oklahoma loses Oklahoma State would have to maybe Oklahoma State can't really lose a game or two and be given that benefit of of the doubt that Oklahoma typically gets right
1: uh, fair point. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News, SportingNews.com. Bill, I'm glad you pointed this out this week because uh, it, it made me kind of tap the brakes a little bit. I'm, I've always been a believer that, you know, if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. If you don't have a quarterback, you're, you're, regardless of the rest of the team, you're, you're not going very far in college football. I think your, your point about the line is. And the best teams in college football, year after year, it seems like they have the best defensive lines in the game. If you can put four guys together, uh, they're going to work together on that line. I mean, I know you've got to have some depth. I get that. But to your point, the, just how important a defensive line is in success in this game, it's more than the quarterback. And guys like me you know, need to, need, need to realize that, I think, even more so than we do.
4: Well, I had fun writing that column because I I think this year in particular. Because here's the argument I would make: there's not a Deshaun Watson out there this year, a one guy that can lead a school that's got enough behind him that can just. The quarterback's the most important thing; they can win with him. I think if you look at Alabama's defensive line, if you look at Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan was so impressive against Florida, they were, and, and they had two pick sixes and a punt block on their end of the field and they dominated that game because of their defensive line. And, uh, you know, LSU and uh, Florida State-Clemson hasn't missed a beat, guys. Their defensive line's just as fast. Mm-hmm. So I think this year in particular, if you're set up front and you can disrupt a quarterback with that defensive line and make a team one-dimensional, you're going to go far, and I think those teams do it best.
2: Take us out to Eugene, Oregon. Nebraska makes their way out there. Last year they survive. Uh, well, with some ridiculous two-point conversion attempts by Oregon throughout that football game, they got it done in Lincoln. This one feels a little bit different. New staff out at Oregon. How's Nebraska going to make any stops here after what they gave up last week against Arkansas State?
4: Well, that's that's a good question because Oregon really came out and you know scored seventy points and had seven hundred yards, seven hundred yards of total Crazy. offense. Man, that's that's impressive, and uh, I think they'll be looking for payback. It's going to be a tough win, tough out for the Huskers. Could be a shootout again, and Tanner Lee did play well for them. But uh, I like Oregon out there, and take that a step further, Trent. I think if Oregon wins this game and Stanford loses to USC, then you got to start wondering, is Oregon back in this Pac-12 North picture? Are they going to put up a fight with Washington, who didn't? Again, that's another team that didn't look their best, but I'm not necessarily – you know, bailing out, I guess Rutgers defense played pretty well.
1: Mm, yeah. Rutgers got some guys. They brought in some guys that can play this year. I'm with you. I, that game surprised me as well. Last thing, Bill Bender, sporting news, read them online, sportingnews.com. com. He's their national college football writer. He does a terrific job with us on the radio or be on, uh, online. Um, Cyhawk week, Bill, I mean, here, obviously it's, uh, it's in the red zone as far as the excitement level on the red zone meter. Um, it it means so much to us in this state. Yet, yeah, yeah, from a national perspective, and I get it, it, it doesn't it doesn't maybe attract the eyeballs that we think it should. But still, pretty good. It's a fun game locally. Uh, how does it resonate nationally?
4: Well, it, it's a fun September game. I, I always like a rivalry game like that in September. That kind of sets the tone for both of those schools. Uh, we do our picks against the spread every week at Sporting News, and I. I don't think I've ever got that one right according to the spread. Like if I was picked real big I always miss. If Iowa State's thin thin favorite, I'll miss. But uh with the Hawkeyes this week, very impressed with their defense. Another team, I mean, they got after it against Wyoming. Um need to run the ball a little better this week with with um you know Butler and Wadley. But it's a game that's fun, it's a rivalry that's fun. I think from a national standpoint it's kinda you you assume Iowa's gonna win right now, but but that's what Matt Campbell's challenge is at Iowa State to maybe steal one from parents and uh go from there and build off that.
1: Great stuff, Bill. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Love having you on. Bill Bender Sporting News, sportingnews.com. dot com. Thanks, Bill. Enjoy your weekend.
4: Hey, thanks, I appreciate
1: it. Yep, appreciate having you on. And we will do so each and every week throughout college football. Boy he's got he's got a nice career shaping up for him, doesn't he? He does. He does a great job. He he's a, a Mac kid. Yeah. Uh,
2: Big Ten country, but yep. he
1: knows it all and, and uh, uh, gets to well with the success of the Cavaliers the last few years yeah. once football 's over and basketball 's over, he piggybacks jumps on that beat and covers the uh covers the n b a and the playoff games that take place in Cleveland, not a bad spot for old Bill Bender. no, no, good stuff, and the sporting news
2: that was the magazine I loved me too growing up yep. The baseball coverage unbelievable, that,
1: really good. Did you like the paper? Did you get? Were you now? Were you around for the paper edition of it? That was Probably, I never.
2: Uh, yeah, I never got it that way through subscription. Yeah, but I do remember. I oh, it was oh, great. Yeah, loved it. When did that stop? Oh, mid eighties.
1: I was gonna say early nineties. Okay, all right. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was early because it was still in paper form. I'm pretty sure when I was in Denver, because I was
2: in high school when I got it for a subscription, and I just. Loved it. Yeah. I love the little little snippets that they had, you know, it'd be bullet points on a mm-hmm. bunch of college football teams and things like that. Always love the sporting
1: news. Yeah, that was my go-to as well. We'll take a break. Uh, Scott Dockerman, our go-to guy next. We'll head out east, get the latest from Scott Dockerman. Land a 10. A terrific website doing a great job covering Hawkeye sports and they've branched out. They've got all the Power 5 conferences covered. Our buddy Tim Griffin covers the Big 12. We'll talk to Tim Griffin next week. Uh, but Scott Dockerman coming up on the, the Cyhawk series. He's next on the Ken Miller Show. It's the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700
5: KBGG. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
3: running low on the stuff you need time for a target run we're here for all the big moments and the little ones too like sudsing up the last days of summer with Olay body wash on sale for $4.99 and a two-pack of up and up paper towels always a great deal at $3.49 need a winner for your wine tasting club bring california roots a new brand that's always just five dollars a bottle Plus, we've lowered the price on thousands of items throughout the store, like bath tissue, diapers, milk, and more. Target run and done. Pricing may vary, restrictions may apply.
0: Right now, the Kohler Cimarron Comfort Height Elongated Toilet is at its lowest price ever at the Home Depot just $199. You save $49. At that price, you can raise your expectations, believe your budget exactly where it is. And the best news of all it's a Kohler. They never compromise. Why should you? Start with the best. The Kohler Cimarron Comfort Height Toilet, just $199. Now at the number one Kohler retailer, The Home Depot. More saving, more doing.
5: Valid through October 29th.
0: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
3: come and catch the iowa versus iowa state game at tipsy crow tavern we're throwing the party of all watch parties watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron the biggest tv in town one dollar bloody marys to the first 500 people in the door and four dollar stella Tallboys all day the Tipsy Crow Grill Master will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince Tribute fan. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown 3rd Street, Des Moines.
1: 1700 KBGG Cyhawk week rolls on here on your radio and on your listening device. Scott Dockerman coming up in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Uh, we will kick things off in his normal spot each and every Thursday for you Husker fans out there and for you Big Ten West fans uh, go inside the competition. Stephen M. Sippel from the Lincoln Journal star with us each and every uh, Thursday to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Nick Athan on the Chiefs and the Patriots coming up at about 1 Twenty-five. Let's get the stock. Scott Dockerman land to ten. He's been active on Twitter this week. Doc, you uh, caused a firestorm early in the week. Uh, Isn't Twitter fun? Oh man, I tell you what, uh,
6: you you light a match and it's like uh, the whole fire pit blows up. Uh, You you don't even expect it to, but uh, yeah, it's interesting during any kind of rivalry weeks, just how uh, you know a couple things can tweak somebody the wrong way or something's taken out of. Context or what have you, and then boy, it turns into something that uh, you, you know you can 't really stop
1: and the article we 're referring to is the the fact that you know you mentioned and Trent backs it up, Trent uh, lived in that part uh, of Iowa that it just seems in central Iowa that this game means more. Uh, to Iowa State fans than it does uh, in, in other parts of the state. And I, look, I've only lived in this part of the state, Doc. I know what it means here. I really can't speak to it, but uh, I, I hear a lot of people um, that, that a are neutral um, or b you know do lean black and gold that do believe what you wrote is absolute true.
6: Well, you know, my point is that for both fan bases in Central Iowa, it's bigger than it is over here primarily for one fan base. And the reason is, and I lived in Central Iowa for three or four years. Um, My in-laws lived there. My father lives there. I had three sisters-in-law that went to Iowa State. I have a nephew there now. So I'm pretty well-versed in what goes on in that part of the state as well as the one I live in. Um, But when you have a 50-50 ratio, games like that tend to live on because you're sitting there in the same environments as everybody else and you're talking about those teams. Over here, there's not as many cyclone fans, so the conversations naturally turned to other topics, other games. It's just kind of another. It's a, it's a very important week. I'm not diminishing that at all, uh, but it's also once it's over, it's kind of over. Where, and, and I've met that for both fan bases in, in Central Iowa. I did not, in any way, shape, or form, this is what kind of shocked me because. It seemed like Central Iowa was used as some sort of synonym to mean just Iowa State. Right. And that's not it at all. I mean, you know, I've been to a ton of parties and stuff in Des Moines, and it's 50 50, and naturally the yep. conversation tilts to the Sidehawks, uh, you know, whereas over here it's just naturally more Hawkeyes. It's, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. So I was really kind of surprised that such a fence was taken to it.
1: And you know what I think maybe plays a role in it as well? It's the. I mean, the the saturation, I don't want to call it saturation. That's not the right word. But but the sports talk, the local sports talk radio, I mean, there's seven local shows in the market, Doc, Monday through Friday. I'm not even talking about the weekends. There's seven, you know, up and down your dial. And and there has been, there was three sports stations in this market at one point. And what's everybody talking about, Iowa or Iowa State? So I I think that's played a role. But let's move on. Let's get to the game itself. Uh, Trent Chompa to get in here. In fact, why don't you go first, Trent? I've kind of hogged it so far.
2: Yeah, well, one thing that... That we've talked about this week is this is a great football matchup. All the all the stuff that you talked about, Doc. Aside this matchup, football wise, you like defense, you like physical play. You're on the Iowa side. You like some big shiny toys on the outside. You like Iowa State. When you're looking at this strictly in the football terms, Doc, rivalry aside, is this the most compelling Iowa State matchup you can remember on paper in the last decade?
6: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know each one has its own individual. Uh, character, but I think, you know, boxer versus the puncher is type, is something you can kind of look at with this uh, scenario. I mean, Iowa along the scrimmage and linebackers uh, is clearly the more physical team. It's more experienced in those areas, and that's the style of play that I think uh, it works so well. But then on the perimeter, uh, that's where Iowa State has an advantage. I mean, terrific wide receivers, a, a quarterback who may not be experienced on the starting end of things as much as just playing but you know it looks really good and so I think you know you have big strike capability from Iowa State you know the mashed potatoes of state from Iowa uh, yeah it's, it's it's very compelling in that regard and and you know you see a lot of momentum for Iowa state right now I mean the way the season finished yeah they, they didn't win a lot of games but uh you know they were competitive in so many of those games and then Iowa you know was you know it won eight games and a lot of people see to think that was a down year and, a lot of schools would want to take an eight-year, eight-win down year, but I, you know, I, I think this is a very competitive matchup. I can see uh, it going either way. If, uh, you know, now if it's a big play type game, that's in Iowa State's favor. If it, if there's not a lot of big plays, then I think it's in Iowa State.
1: Hmm. Doc, do you think Phil Parker and and uh, and, and his staff will? We'll try and isolate. I don't know. I think the consensus is Ragamba's the better of the two corners, and that's I mean that's saying a lot because I thought Josh Jackson had a chance to be a real good player at Iowa. He's been you've been on the field for three years now, and that was really good last week. He's he's a little bigger than Ragamba is, taller uh, height wise, anyways. Will they try? Will they move uh, one? Will Lazard get one of those guys throughout the entire game, or will it just depend? They're just gonna one of them's going to be on the play left corner one's going to play right corner and whoever lines up on that side of the field is who they're going to be asked to cover or will they move one around to you know will will lazard get special treatment
6: no i don't see him getting special treatment i think iowa will continue to run its traditional alignment which is left corner on left side right corner on right side Mm -hmm. the only difference i can see is if they go nickel you might see Rugamba play the the nickel and bring in michael ojibudia to be the right corner uh, but, you know, they never even did that with Desmond King, so they're not going to do that with these guys. So, um, you know, they might incorporate the safeties a little bit differently, maybe run a little more cover too to make sure that they get that area covered a little bit better. But I don't foresee at all them, sh- you know, shading or, or switching people. I, I, I think J- Jackson and Rugamba are pretty even, uh, you know, in coverage skills. So I don't think it really is there an advantage for them to, to put a different player on uh, Lazard versus, uh,
2: you know, because yeah, the other ones, uh, Butler yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Doc, uh, offensive line-wise for Iowa, James Daniels back in the two deep. Thoughts on Alaric Jackson and Meyer still look pretty gimpy out there. Same thing that we saw back in August, uh, in that kids day. Your thoughts on them, what they're going to do with this offensive line on Saturday?
6: Well, I think getting James Daniels back is a huge uh, factor for Iowa. I mean, he's their best athlete up front probably their best offensive lineman uh so if they get him back you know kind of re it settles down the offensive line maybe look at Alaric jackson as you know somebody who has incredible talent i mean six seven three twenty, 320 uh strength and, and versatility i mean i think he could be a an all-timer there at left tackle but you know he's still pretty young and, and so i think it's gonna take him some time to, to catch up he didn't play Horrible, but he didn't play great the other day. But, you know, that you get that a lot. And, you know, in the same type of situation back in 2009, Riley Reid had his first start as a redshirt freshman left tackle against Iowa State, yep. um, you know, and turned that into a pretty nice career that's still going and lucrative for him. So, um, you know, I think once, uh, you know, now Boone Myers, yeah, he's, he's got a kind of gimpy ankle, but he was also a, uh, um, you know, he's also yeah, you know, a versatile guy. He played some the other day, so I expect to play quite a bit more. But, you know, Ferris was noncommittal as to whether or not he was going to, you know, turn the left tackle once he gets back healthy. And I think part of that's just to make sh- you know, see what Alec Jackson does because if Jackson plays well, you know, they might just rotate Boot Myers and Keegan Renderer and call it good.
1: Mm. Uh, I don't think it's any secret, Doc, that uh, that Iowa State's going to play man coverage uh, in, in their secondary. They're going to load the box and try and stop the run. And you know, when it is, it, when uh, it it does call for uh, Stanley to throw the football. No offense, it looks like he's going to be the guy all year long. He's 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 got something there. Iowa State probably is going to have to. Um, you know, put the same linebacker whether it be Spears, whether it be Harvey, they're both not they're both athletic enough, I think, to maybe not cover Fant because 'cause Noah's got some size to him. He's what, six seven, I think. But don't you think that um that through the air that Noah Fant's gonna be the guy that Iowa State's gonna have to game plan to stop more so than the other guys?
6: I think Fant and Matt Vandenberg, because Vandenberg's had two terrific games he and Iowa State the last two years. Um, you know, so I do think uh, Fant is is a mismatch. You know, he's, he's got great size, so you know, safeties and corners really can't match up with him. And then he's got, you know, you know, a lot of athletic ability, which means that linebackers have a tough time, you know, uh, you know, guarding him down the field, which is what we saw in his touchdown, 20 uh, something yard catch. Linebacker couldn't keep up with him, so I think that's something that they're going to have to do, you know, coverage wise, to, to ensure that he's not getting away from them. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's kind of the key for Iowa's offensive. You know, he had a, a really rough first quarter and a pretty good three quarters. And, uh, you know, if he can somehow, you know, get the ball down the field a little bit and make some completions and back off the safeties, then that'll enable Iowa's running game to really take off. So, uh, you know, they, they did an all right job, running the football against the team that really stacked the box. Uh, but, you know, the turnovers aside, you know, it was just, you know, they, they need to make sure that, uh, you know, they continue these drives and extend them rather than get tripped up on little dumb little plays and, and turnovers.
1: Last thing for Scott Dockerman, land to 10. Uh, Doc, uh, what did you learn regarding the Big Ten West after week number one? Mm,
6: uh, I would say, you know, Wisconsin had a rough quarter and a half and then blew out uh, Utah State. So I think they're still kind of the team to beat. Um, I would say, you know, I didn't see anything exceptional from Northwestern to make me think that there's some sort of 10 win type of team, uh, you know, it's kind of the same deal with Minnesota and Nebraska. I mean, they just, it was the first game and you just you know, gauge a whole lot from them. I think Purdue is much improved, but, uh, you know, player for player and, and man for man, I was right there with everybody. It's just a matter of you know, their schedule is so challenging that, you know, it's hard for me to, to, to pick them to, to be the best team in the West. But, you know, I, I would say right now, based on what I saw on the best two teams are Wisconsin and Iowa. With Wisconsin being number one.
1: Good stuff, Scott Dockerman. You and Mark are doing your podcast uh, tonight at five o'clock. We will uh, listen for that. Thank you, Doc. Good to hear from you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, Scott Dockerman, land at ten, uh, as he joins us here as we wrap up the first hour. What'd you learn? I learned that uh, James Daniels. I was Sean
2: Welsh. I always thought was the best, but. You know, he, he brings up his athleticism.
1: Yeah, everybody you see,
2: does. You see him come out, and sometimes you see centers that pull mm-hmm. and in his zone scheme that can kick mm-hmm. out. But I don't remember a center in Iowa doing it like he's been able to his first, basically, year and a half. Right. Getting him back out there, getting him in space, and then getting Wadley and Butler out, mm-hmm. bounce to the outside. And allowing everybody to go back to their spot.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think that's going to be key. Still concerned about Boo Myers, though. Oh, he doesn't look right.
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with you. He's a better football player than what we've seen. Alaric Jackson's got a long ways to go. Yeah, you know, I didn't notice him as much, maybe, as uh, as, as uh, certainly, because I've heard about a lot about that. You know, mm-hmm. Mark's mentioned it. you brought it up a number of times this week. But you're, that's what you're going to see, right? He certainly looks the part of no, nothing he else. I mean,
2: he is a monster of a young yeah. man. He is huge out there. But some growing moments and a couple I'll say lazy moments out there. You know, a little disappointed
1: a couple of times with Jackson. I'll watch him closer this week. We will uh, come back with a 1 o'clock hour. That's right, two hours of local sports on your radio each and every hour you're listening device Monday through Friday from noon until 2, Trent Conner and myself are here on the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker. Oh, by the way, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, coming up next. It's the Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
3: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. Are you in the mood for real,
2: classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio.
3: Kevin Harlan, Boomer Esiason here from Westwood One as we get ready to kick off the 2017 NFL season with the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. And Boomer, a tough way to start the season for Andy Reid's Chiefs at the defending Super Bowl champions.
0: It really is, Kevin. And watch out for Alex Smith. This is going to be a make-or-break year for him as the quarterback of the Chiefs. They drafted Patrick Mahomes. He had a scintillating... Preseason, So look for Alex Smith to be more aggressive. They need to throw the ball down the field. As far as the Patriots are concerned, can they replace Julian Edelman? I think they can.
3: It will be an interesting game. One thing for sure, everyone is ready to get the season started. Join us for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots on the Thursday night NFL kickoff.
5: Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
0: If you've got goals, GNC's got your protein. All the best brands and bestsellers from Optimum and MuscleTech. Trending in-store exclusives from Ghost and Performance. And taste bud busting flavors like cereal milk, fruity charms, Tahitian vanilla, and fudge brownie. And right now, you can take your goals on the go with BOGO 50% off GNC AMP and total lean ready-to-drink protein. Plus a protein price match
5: guarantee. Whatever you're looking for, find the protein for you at GNC. Save big, stay strong, only at GNC. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than three million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed, you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job, with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com offer. That's Indeed.com slash offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
3: 1,700.